It's time for another exciting, enthralling, stupefyingly monotonous, and entirely unnecessary episode of TV Chinwag. Please welcome your hosts with the meh, Ryan and Jules. Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 48 of TV Chinwag. My name is Ryan Curtis and with me, as always, is a woman so nice that we're going to record this podcast twice. It's Jules. Hey Jules. <laughs> yes, these uh, pathetically transparent uh, attempts just to talk to me more than we need to. Uh, wearing thin, Ryan. Uh, didn't we do all this a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, we did. But guess what? It fucked up and we lost our <laughs> recording, so up? we're doing it again. Who fucked up? I, I Mr. Did. Technology? Well, my computer did, obviously. Oh. It was my computer's fault. Oh. I blame the robots. Of course you do. Our robotic overlords. I, I know it, boys have difficulty with technology, so. Uh-huh. It's, understand- kind of it's a, understandable. Kind of a jerk move on your part. Uh, have you met me? <laughs> Guess what, Jules? You're the worst. I'm the worst? That would be mm. a good name for a TV show, Ryan. It is. And you know what? We're going to review it today. And we're going to review another show called... The Muppets! Yay! <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's both try and do Fuzzy the Bear. Really badly. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, boy. oh, poor Jim Henson's rolling over in wherever they buried him. Um <laughs> <laughs> or did they just hollow him out and someone stuck their hand up his ass? I don't know. That's okay, appalling. That's, that's too far. You have gone one step too Ooh, far. Don't make jokes about the Henson. It's too soon. No. Too soon. Too soon. Hey, Jules, we got anything in news? In news? Um, oh, look, I suppose... I know it's a few weeks now, or I should say it's almost a couple of months now into into pilot season. Um, and uh, because we've, you and I both had busy schedules, we haven't reviewed many pilots yet. And of course, uh, normally by this point, it'd be too late because they would have been cancelled. But uh, the interesting thing we're seeing now is rather than... Uh, Rather than those shows getting a cancellation, they just get a reduced order. So you still get, you know, 10 or 12 episodes and then it'll quietly shuffle off and you never hear from it again. Whereas in the past, they would have been chopped. And I assume this is because, you know, there is some, if you like, uh, resale value uh, for a used TV show of 10 episodes on, on Netflix or Hulu or wherever. So it is actually worth the time of uh, putting those apps to air. Um, yeah, and you know, this is you have these sort of mid-season shows uh, similar to the one that I'm working on now, where you get your 12 episode order, but they don't actually air until the middle of winter, mm. kind of thing, um, which also serves as a nice placeholder if something needs to go faster than that. But you know, normally you're, you're filming a show, you're hopefully if you're doing it right, you're six episodes in by the time your first episode airs, yes, or, yes. or cl- close to it. Um, it, uh, you know, and then you're, it, a network can go ahead and make a call, oh, you know what, this was terrible, let's kill it after the first one, but you, you're still going to have five in the can. Or but often you never, can, you didn't so see those. It could be worse, it could be bad money. Uh, it, uh, sometimes, which to me just seems like 
a bad a bad idea. I mean, you paid for them. But. Yeah, and I suppose it depends what else is on your roster. You know, you'll keep playing it if there's nothing else, as you say. If you've got something else you can pull forward and fill it slot, great, or some repeats of something. Um, although that probably happens less these days, I think. Um, and uh, so, you know, things will stay on air. But, uh, yes, it's interesting to see what's getting... Um, What's getting a full season run at the moment, and uh, what's what's being talked of of, uh, of uh, having a premature ending, shall we say? Mm-hmm. We might do maybe uh, in a podcast or two, might do a roundup of the pilot season because it was rather underwhelming, I have to say. Certainly, the network pilot season this year. Well, I mean, we're reviewing one new show this year, or right now, or this episode. One of one of them's new, one of them's second season. But geez, it's it's slim pickings, isn't it, to pick up uh, and review any new new shows. Well, certainly network shows, and I think the thing that's changed from, certainly from, say, five years ago is that, uh, you know, it used to be September, October was, you know, pilot pilots on, you know, season for the networks, and that was the big sort of start for the year, but now, you know, as my favourite thing is, all these different broadcast platforms, uh, things start at any time, so there's not necessarily, you know, Netflix drops things with a moment's notice, and... Uh, you know, we've got pilots coming up at the moment on Amazon and, you know, so things happen on a different schedule than they used to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Things, the world is changing. It is, right. It's very fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I'll have to have another uh, another discussion about alternate broadcast platforms coming up You should in just an start a new podcast. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, strangely, I'm sure there would be people sure who are interested yep. in that. Aside from me, um, now I'm trying to remember because just so just to be clear, people, we did actually record this podcast a couple of weeks ago, and it fell over. I think one of the gems, and of course there were many gems lost in that technical disaster, was of course I think that was the day after the Star Wars. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. I'm trying to remember. That was a point of common interest that Ryan and I have. Um, It feels a long time ago now. (laughs) Um, But more importantly, tickets have gone on sale. So have you got your your tickets yet, Ryan? No, I haven't. (gasps) Bad fan. Yeah, but I work, man. So I can't say that I'm not going to be working that Friday night. Or that Thursday or that Wednesday, you know, like we work till four in the morning. So, yeah, that sucks. You know, it does suck, but I think I might go like two or three times on the Saturday, maybe. Or well, I might go opening night. I mean, I don't, I don't even know. That might be a possibility, but yeah, well, if you can get tickets, that is. Right. I have to say, I the uh, in Melbourne, and we of course get it. I think more than twenty four hours before North America. Um, the midnight viewing, the opening at IMAX, um, crashed the website for about three hours that morning. (coughs) Luckily, I actually work near IMAX, so I actually physically went in there and uh, managed to get the last two two tickets to the midnight showing. So um, I was very happy about... I was very happy about that. Um, Who are you going to take? 
I'll have a friend, a, another Star Wars friend, that Karen, that's coming with me. Mm. And she was like, oh, do we have to go at midnight? I'm like, what sort of fan are you? A bad one. She's, she's like, oh, it's really late. I've got to work the next day. I'm like, yeah. come on. Use the force, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it should it should be a hoosh. So I know there'll be lots of people dressed up. It'll be a big Star Wars party. And I can't wait. Cool, me, me neither. I, I, I mean, I'm really looking forward to it, i got to be honest. Really looking cool. forward to it. Yes, I must say, my um, I've decided just to go with um, my excitement at the moment. There's there's the, um, the cynical part of me that's like, do you really think film number seven made by J.J. Abrams is going to be brilliant? Um, but I'm telling that little voice to shut up, and if I'm not excited, then... Um, uh, I'll deal with that after I've seen it. Yeah, well, what did you think of the trailer when you saw it? Oh, I loved it. I think it, it, it very cleverly, certainly for me, played into, you know, it was playing it was playing nostalgia on my heartstrings. So, mm-hmm. you know, it mm-hmm. was, uh, it had something the previous three weren't doing. They were, you know, and I'm, I grew up with the first three movies. So this, the trailer just played into that perfectly. You know, uh, interesting. That's interesting you say that. I didn't. Uh, I didn't get the pangs of nostalgia that people claim that they get. Um, I, I, you know, like even in the in the previous trailer, seeing Han and Chewie, it was kind of like, oh, cool. But it wasn't like, oh my god, this is maze balls. Like to me, it's just like, okay, cool. That's that's great. Ryan, you have never used the word maze balls. I have, but life. just uh, only a very rare occasion. I was gonna say. <laughs> I save that one for when it's really amazing. Okay. Um, but yeah, I guess if, like you're saying, in my heart, if I go into it wanting nostalgia, I'm not gonna get it. No. Am I? I'm going to get something different. No, it, it's, it, you know, and I, I know logically, you know, it is a new movie with new char- characters um, yeah. uh, filmed some 40 years after the first, 35 right. years after the first one. Um, but what it did was it tapped into also what I enjoyed about the first three movies and, and subsequently did not enjoy so much about the subsequent three movies uh but that doesn't you know a trailer is a trailer too uh, so you know we still could start off with half an hour um sequence on trade negotiations so who knows what, you know it, it, we could yeah. we could start off with jar jar binks's wedding i'm you know no idea but um you know at the moment i'm excited uh you know the snippets of characters seem good there's stuff that's intriguing me so yeah i'm i'm, I'm happy to go along with that i as i said i'm probably more i, I think i'm sure the action sequences will be great because that's what jj abrams does brilliantly um it'll be the character stuff i think which was a hallmark for me of the first few movies that I'll, I'll be interested to see how he does with that. Um, do you want to make predictions about what the episode or what the movie is about? Not really. No. I, mm-hmm. I, I, Should we do that? That sounds like a fun exercise. Okay, it? maybe I'll have to get prepared though. So maybe in a, in a podcast or two. All right. In the next podcast, I'm going to hold it to the you. Ne- I want to hear predictions. Okay. I want to hear predictions about what you think <gasps> the upcoming Star Wars movie is okay. going to be about. 
All right. Uh, but we won't do that now because uh, apparently you need to prepare. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, we'll find out. Okay, let's right. go into talking about our two series today, both comedies. You're the worst and the Muppets. Why don't we? Because we've just been uh, touching on uh, years gone by and a bit of nostalgia. Why don't we start with Ryan, the Muppets? ABC Tuesday. The Muppets are back on TV like you've never seen them before. Come here, you. And we mean never. What can I say? I'm attracted to pigs. And their personal lives are fair game. The salmon is terrific. Likes the salmon. What a surprise. With Imagine Dragons, that guy from dancing. A stage full of stars. And you bring back Tom Bergeron? I'm not on the elevator yet. And Elizabeth Banks. You know, I hike a lot. Me too. I've had this hike, this hike. The Muppets series premiere Tuesday, 8, 7 central on ABC. The Muppets! Jules, I gotta tell you, I was the biggest Muppets fan as a kid. Um, like, all all through my childhood was just Muppets. That was the, the coolest thing in the world. They were so funny, so funny. And Fozzie Bear was always my favorite. And it, I guess and it kind of went away. you grew up to be Fozzie Bear. I mean, it's good to see childhood dreams realized. Just because I wear a polka dot ascot doesn't make me fuzzy bear. Waka waka. Um, but yes, and that's part of me, that childhood part of me loves them so much. Don't want them to change. But I think that if I go back and went back to, you know, the stuff I loved as a kid, I, I think that it would probably be, be pretty terrible. When they started making all the different movies, they came out, you know, the Muppet movie, the Muppet Caper, those ones, all great, great, great. Then they just sort of started getting, you know, into the other lore, and I lost interest as I got older, as one does, um, until recently the new movies came out with Jason Segel, um, which I liked. Did you see, Jules? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I, I, I really liked, definitely. Um and Jason Segel was a big part of that as well. I think he, he yes. fits in very well with the Muppet. He does. He's a bit of a Muppet himself. So um, <laughs> so that was great. Then they announced the new TV series coming out. I wasn't sure. If you get a chance, go back to Comic-Con 2015. You know, go back in time. And watch the... Uh, or or go to, go to YouTube. Uh, watch the keynote that they did or the presentation they did, the panel that they did. Um, fucking hilarious. Like... The guys brought out their, you know, the voice actors brought out the puppets right there on the table, and they ad libbed for like twenty five minutes, and it was hilarious. Muppets, they're not, they're not puppets, okay, they're Muppets. Muppet. They ad libbed for twenty five minutes. It was fucking hilarious. It's very, very funny. Very smart guys. Really great senses of humor. Thought, you know what, this movie's going to be good. Then they showed a clip of it. It was hilarious, and I thought, I have high hopes for this show. I'm predicting this is going to be our best number one comedy pick of the year. And so it started, and I watched the first episode, and then the second, and then the third, and... And? And I fucking love it. It's great. It's so fun. It's so <laughs> funny. It's really good. Um, the The formula has changed a little bit. It's sort of brought more modern, uh, but it was essentially the same as the old Muppet show, where it's a show, and Kermit is in charge of everything, and he in the modern telling, he's the executive producer on a late night talk show hosted by Miss Piggy and Ella Larry Sanders. It's guests come in every week and 
all the shenanigans going on backstage, dealing with Piggy's diva attitude and um, mishaps and, and this sort of thing. So it's very Larry Sanders. And then shot mockumentary style where they have the sit down, you know, people talk to the camera and dialogue and, and uh, you know, have these uh, video diaries and stuff. So it sort of brought it into a more modern way of telling stories that we do now. Um but it works really well, and I think it plays off really well. I think the Muppets really have this likability to them, which a lot of people in stuff, like if you watch The Office, for instance, guaranteed you don't like every single person in there. I, I like every single Muppet, I think. <laughs> Even the silly although, ones, I Although, like. I mean, because this is a, uh, the, this sort of style of show with with. Act- with humans, yeah. we've seen a few of in recent years, whether it's, um, well, as you say, Larry Sanders, but more recently, I suppose 30 Rock to some extent, um, Entourage a little bit, episodes, which you and I have reviewed mm-hmm. uh, before. Um, so it's sort of almost, I suppose it's a little bit more like episodes in tone than than anything, because they are, um, you know, the characters on episodes are generally likeable. Mm-hmm. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> and it's a bit more like episodes in that it's not—it's not really trying to be a, uh, uh, you know, a pointed satire or pa- a parody of making a Hollywood TV, you know, making a TV show that plays into it. But it is more uh, about the characters. I uh, yeah yeah I guess so yeah I, I mean as the Office was about the characters, not about a company that sells paper. Sure, that's true. Um. And Larry Sanders is a really good example. I mean, that's really what this show is similar to. If you were to describe them both, it's behind the scenes of a late night talk show. Yeah, and as you say, it's a it's a riff on what the original Muppets was, which was behind the scenes on a late night variety show. And we don't have variety shows anymore; we have late talk shows. Right. Um, the only unbelievable thing, of course, is this one's hosted by Miss Piggy, and right. you would never get a woman hosting a late night TV show. In real oh, life. okay, yeah, making about women all the time, Jules. <laughs> well, you know. And also, she's a peg, like. Well, How many actually, pigs do you see so hosting this, any well, shows? This, Why this, can't you be happy for the small achievements? This gets Fuck. me to one of the things. And look, I grew up with Love the Muppets. Um, I'm less in love with this. Excuse me. Uh, I'm less in love with this than you are. Sorry, can you keep talking? I'm going to have to mute for a minute. Yeah, sure. Um yeah, I don't, I, I don't understand why, and maybe it's just because it's sort of ingrained in me. But like, I find a lot of the humor is pretty smart. Um, maybe that's why you have a hard time with it, Jules. No, I think, I think there's just some of the translation at the moment, and I've, I will say, I haven't kept watching at the moment. I've only watched the first, I think, three episodes. Um, mm-hmm. I was, yeah, I was missing. Um, finding some of the characters, like Piggy particularly, a bit too unlikable, for example. Oh, absolutely. And And she is unlikable, yes. And I think in the original series, you know, what kept her likable, she was still a diva and everything, was, you know, her soppy love for Kermit and, um, you know, her 
yeah, she she was more likable for me in the in the original series. Whereas here, she feels like a character that's um, you know r- really no one likes. Uh, she's she's there because she's the vehicle for the show, and that gives them all a job. But sort of sad that she's not certainly with what I've seen so far that she's not a liked character, a liked pig. No, and no. That... Um, there are some episodes where she comes around a little, but yeah. Um, and for me also, there's far too many mice and shrimp in it. <laughs> I think they're funny. Um, I, th- I, I always hated Pepe the Shrimp until I saw them uh, do that stage thing, and then I thought they were bloody hilarious. And now I really think he's funny. I like him. Okay, well, maybe I need to go back and watch more of the shrimp and the mice. Um, yeah, a few changes to characters. I think Scooter is um, a broader character, if that's possible, um, than he was then. I certainly like him a lot more now. He's a lot more modern than he was uh, in, in the older shows. Um, I think Gonzo's come around a little bit. Gonzo's a little bit more realistic of a character than he was before. <laughs> uh, you know, he used to be just a bit of a one-note character. Now he's got you know, a little bit a little bit more to him. Um, Kermit's the same. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Fozzie, I think, is a little bit more well-rounded as well. A little funnier. You know, he really reminds me of Henry Winkler for some reason. What? Maybe it's the eyebrows, yeah. Really? Yeah, especially in that episode with Jay Leno. He really reminded me of Henry Winkler a lot. Yeah. I don't know. Not the Fonz, but Henry Winkler. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we should say, like the original series, it does have actual celebrity guests on it, mainly yeah. playing them, mainly playing themselves. Um, mm-hmm. So we've had, who have we had on? Reese Witherspoon, Liam Hensworth, mm-hmm. Christian Applegate, mm-hmm. Josh Groban. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Jay Leno is. is Jay in Leno. fact, the Jay Le, Jay Leno uh, Fuzzy bits have been some of my favourites. Mm-hmm. Very funny, yeah. Uh, yeah in, very in, sweet. In, well, Fuzzy and his girlfriend stuff has been great. I like that. Yes, yeah, yes. You know, so uh, well, yes. <laughs> in fact, yes. I think you know the uh, the modern day difficulties of dating a bear. Um, uh-huh. Uh, have a lot of comedic potential. Uh, it has been picked up for a whole season run. I would be surprised if it doesn't get so 16 episodes. Um, I would be surprised if it doesn't get... It has, actually, yeah. It got picked up for another three episodes. So it, it got a whole uh, 16 episodes. They just picked yeah. it up again for a full season, yeah. So And I'd be surprised at this point if it doesn't get uh, uh, a second season. Oh, I think it'll definitely get a second season. I think it's funny, Jules. I, I mean... How many other shows on network TV do you watch that are funny? Quite a few these days, yeah. <laughs> None. Well, we're about to talk about one that I think is a lot funnier. but um, That's not on network, though. That's on cable. This is network, oh, okay. right? Okay, it doesn't make any difference to me. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, how do you feel about the fact, because obviously some of, a, a number of these uh, characters are played or voiced by different people than they were originally. Is that something that you've had to adjust to? Yeah, definitely. It, it, it's a bit weird. It's, you know, their voices just change a little slightly and it throws you off, but whatever. You just got to get get over yeah. it, I guess, and, and move on. Um, yeah, I think they're, they're more realistic voices now, almost. Um, uh, yeah, they're fine. They're fine. Doesn't I think you me. get used to it as it goes on, too. I think, you know, don't go and watch an original Muppets episode and then watch this, but 
you know, in the absence of that, yeah. it's, um, yeah, you, 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 after an initial sort of double take, you sort of settle into them being who they are. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you do you think you'll keep watching? Charles? Um, look, it's something if it ends up, and I'm sure it will on Netflix or whatever. It is the sort of thing I'd, I'd, um, uh, you know, I I would watch, but I won't be staying up with it weekly at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. no. Not that I'm not, I'm finding it amusing, but not enough, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, You're not laughing out loud. No, and I'm not sure why that is. Um, also, mate, is it a bit too saccharine for your yeah, taste? Yeah, might be. Well, I don't know. That, I think that combined with Sean Connery and Liza Minnelli and Bob Hope on the original Muppets, you know, that's um, <laughs> well, because they're dead. No, um, thank God. That sort of. <laughs> I don't want to see them. <laughs> a, a little bit. Um, yeah, look, there's nothing I think is bad about it. I'm just not. Yeah, maybe I've just. This is not the Muppet Show I want to watch. Hmm. You want to see them drinking and and doing drugs and sex and essentially just be like a motorcycle gang show? (laughs) Muppet (laughs) Sons of Anarchy could be really, really good. (laughs) Um, And maybe that would be funny, like seeing the (laughs) two different pilots of different TV shows or something. Right, that would be pretty good, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) And because one of the things I loved about the original was Pigs in Space. Oh, my God, why? I loved Pigs in Space. Oh, I thought it was stupid. I always thought it was was stupid. Piss take of um, Star Trek and... Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, I loved it, and um, and it was a piss take of soap operas too, right? Yeah, yeah, of all right? that. Um, yeah. So I think they could, you know, I, I'm wondering. Didn't they have whether, a doctor one as well? Yes. Yes. Didn't I they have like doctors in love or something like that? Yes, and it was like in love. previously on Doctors in Love doctors or something like that. See, that sort of stuff, I think, played well. Um, the format really doesn't fit it here, but well, they know. could they could slip it in as skits in the late night show kind of thing, or ads if you like for other shows that come on during the late night show. Well, that's a bit on the nose, but I mean, you could see them slipping it in as a bit in the sh- in the well, late night show know, that they're well, producing. P- Piggy gets a guest role on an episode of, and we see them filming some of it. I don't know. Um, okay, let's let's table that. Let's put that on the back burner for right now. But I mean, we'll go with my idea. But yeah, I mean, it, there's lots <laughs> of options here. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'd like to see the Muppets do a reality show, like you know, a Bachelor or Survivor type show. Really? Um, Why? I Why don't... would you want to see that? That seems weird. I mean, this is kind of a reality show. I mean, for reality show uh, where they're. This sort of, you know, mockumentary, breaking the fourth wall, that sort of thing. Hmm. Um, I, I don't know what I really want. It, it's just not quite this. Um, yeah. And that could be as simple as it's not quite my sense of humour. Uh-huh. Um, for whatever reason. Interesting. That, you know, I've lost my sense of humour, possibly. Oh, no, I would say, yeah, that's that's true. But no, it's not, because the next show we're going to talk about, I find really funny. What's the name of that show? You're the worst. Aren't we lucky we're both in professions where we can day drink? Are you in a profession where you can day drink? They all are if you want it bad enough. 
I'm glad this is a one-night thing, so we can reveal all this awful shit about ourselves. Mm. I'll get that. You're not gonna see him again, are you? You're being shitty and judgmental to me, because how many guys did you blow at our five-year reunion? Four. You told me three. I might have left out Torborgfeld. Ooh! Cute, huh? You wanna watch a little TV first? Where's the TV? I watch on my computer. What do you mean you watch on your computer? You're so old. What is that? Oh, it's my neighbor, LaDon. Turn it down, whore! I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm not even attracted to you. What does that have to do with anything? Yeah. This is Jimmy. He's uh, a guy I'm sleeping with. <gasps> They're together? You and Gretchen are poison people. This is going to end so badly. I know, right? We're having fun. That's enough. Why don't we ever bone three times in one day? Oh, you just spit on it? It's saliva. It's going to get there anyway. Mm. So are you going to stick around for a bit? or? Uh... Of course, yeah. If you want to go, just go. Not unless you want me to go. I was just asking a simple question. <laughs> and that's the name of the show. You're the worst. What is this show about, Jules? Well, this is a show that <coughs> I don't think either you and I really cottoned onto until recently. Did you see any of it in season one? No. Neither did I. So it's uh, on FX or FXX or FXXXX. Um, one of one of its uh, channels, and it's a single camera comedy, uh, centering around two people who are ostensibly really horrible, but sort of end up in a relationship, even though they're not really looking for a relationship, and it's about them and their the friends around them. Um, which sounds like you know something you may have seen, you know sort of a, some sort of version of, you know, Friends or How I Met Your Mother or something. But it's actually funny! <laughs> <laughs> now, to be so, fair, have you ever watched How I Met Your Mother? Yes. Oh, God, is it terrible? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> um, so this show uh, centres around two characters, uh, an English guy called Jimmy who's a writer, novelist and a um, I think she's a like a music industry PR woman uh, Gretchen and they meet at uh, the wedding of now it's his ex and her best friend's sister right that's right isn't it and uh, she's stealing a blender from the present table he's just insulted the bride <laughs> Right. And they're outside the reception. She bums the smoke off him, and they end up having a one night stand, which turns into a relationship, even though they both are horrible people and they <laughs> both admit from the beginning that they know this will end in tears. Right. Why is this so funny? I don't know. They're kind of terrible people. Um, <laughs> but it is very funny. And it, I guess it's funny because they're terrible people and they know they're terrible people. Yes. And they're unapologetic for the fact that they're dicks and assholes. Um, you know, Jimmy's a real... I don't I don't even know how to describe He's really snotty. He's really smarmy he's a, and he's rude. He's a snob. And he's snobby. Uh, overvalues his own talent. Mm -hmm. He overvalues his own self-worth. He treats other people poorly, as mm -hmm. exactly does Gretchen. Right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they the both same, think no. they're wonderful. They both think they're better than everyone. Um, but I think, as you said, the difference is, and for anyone who did watch something like Friends or How I Met, particularly How I Met Your Mother, 
the characters in that are often dicks, but they think they're wonderful people. Um, and there's something refreshing in this, or no, I shouldn't say refreshing. The twist in this is that they they do know they're horrible people, and they're not expecting, you know, happy ever after in a white picket fence, or they neither don't want that either. And they they describe themselves. I think it might be Gretchen as this relationship as being like you know putting two pit bulls together. Um, right. which, it, which it is. But what it then does is, you know, it's a relationship comedy because there's also the people around them who also are in and out of various relationships. It's a twist on that, you know, falling in love and finding someone uh, story, which we've seen on sitcoms a million times. But so it's it not puts a sweet. A, it's not a sweet love story. No, but it, it surprisingly, I think, turns up it gives it a chance to do things in a different way that actually uh, being less sort of sentimental works well for it. And I'm thinking uh, a recent, ep- well, this week's episode, actually, there's a thread there of, which I'm sure they're going to sort of pick up, go with, is what if I'm with the wrong person? You know, when you right. get to that point, not even a long time into a relationship where you're sort of, well, this is fun, or this is okay, um, and you know somehow we're now actually in a relationship, and um, I'm putting in the effort. But what if what if that person over there is someone I should be with? You know, what if mm-hmm. what if you know what if I've bought too early, and uh, there could be someone out there who's a better match for me. Mm-hmm. And um, but they can do that in a non-angsty, non-sentimental way, which I, for me is refreshing because I hate romance, I hate schmaltzy shit. So I can I can stomach this because it's hard edged, harder edged, and non-sentimental. But then actually uncovers some truths about relationships. Yeah, and I, I'm sure that we've probably all been there where you're with someone and you know it's going to end badly, and you're not expecting anything, and you don't put any anything on it you know this is a one night thing this is a short term thing this is a not a you know let's not get serious about it and then you sort of find yourself getting that way and fighting it tooth and nail every step of the way which is essentially what these people do i mean they don't you know there's a whole episode of them going out binging every single night and neither of them wanting to say hey let's just stay in for a night so they keep (laughs) saying yeah of course we should do cocaine tonight why not we've only been out at five nights for 12 hours you know and they end up almost dying because they are so exhausted from partying too hard but neither the other one wants to say hey let's just stay in because that's way too cheesy well, as they call it, they don't want to turn into one of the sweater people. Right. Um, and I think that's, you know, again, certainly for, for 20-somethings, that that um, turning point of going from, you know, my identity has been this, you know, for, for many or some 20-somethings, this fun party person. And there seems to be, society seems to be telling me you have that and then you partner up and settle down and it's uh that's the end of it mm-hmm. and i think it's that sh- i think that's an in- interesting thing to look at you know do you have to you know are the two mutually exclusive are they inevitable phases of your life and these characters are struggling with you know their their identity is tied up with being extreme and partying and and you know not giving you know giving no fucks about anything mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes they want to stay in and Netflix and chill. Mm-hmm. Can they do that without becoming 
the sweater know, people. The, so, the, the sweater people, the sort of boring, you know, people who are just in a relationship because they can't be bothered getting out of it and that sort of thing. And, and the relationship so, they've seen their friends devolve into, or as they would like to say, devolve into. Yeah, um, you know, Gret- and then, ex- two, and two then the explode. People, <laughs> yeah, two of the people in there uh, in the show are Gretchen's best buddy, Lindsay, and then um, his best buddy, who lives with him and he's a <gasps> love Edgar. And, I love Edgar. Edgar's so sweet, yeah. And he's uh deals with some mental PST PSD issues, post traumatic P- stress issues yeah. uh, after being a soldier. Um but he's very fragile and very sweet, very uh, humble and and lovely. And Lindsay's just a big old slut that married some nerd guy that she really doesn't care too much for. But she's a big dummy and can't get uh, can't get her shit together. Um and so it sort of plays off that, you know, like, uh, Gretchen especially looks at Lindsay and she's like, oh, I don't want to fucking end up like you, you're, you're terrible, you're not happy with your marriage, you used to love dick, and now you just do nothing, um, and that's sort of what she's fighting a- a- against, um, and s- some really interesting side characters, like ancillary characters that come through, um, yeah, the, like um, her- the rap, tri- the rap band that, um, uh, Gretchen's involved with managing through or working with through her her job. I love them. Mm-hmm. Like they just sort of randomly, you know, turn up in episodes and and they sort of have this slight investment in her life, mainly because often they can't get her on the phone because she's out partying. Right. <laughs> um, but it's that then it's that contrast of of yeah. They're, them, the you know, the wild rappers actually trying to organise her, which is right, I, trying I to rein in the PR girl. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, her Lindsay's sister and and her husband, who's a, a doctor and just plays this total douchebag that is funny. Like he's he's not a, he's not a bad guy. He's just really such a bro, and he's just bros out at every given moment and just talks bro to everyone. But he's like a doctor. It's this weird fucking character. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it's cool. Like it's 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 definitely different. Would you consider it like a a black? And by black, I mean dark friends kind of thing. I don't look. I don't think it's. I think black would be going a bit far. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's shtick is being explicit about the bad behavior of these people but mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't think it's i think it's actually you know it's heart is actually the although these dysfunctional people hang out you know, uh, uh, you know might be bad to each other they're actually good like there's good relationships between the friends and you know so i don't think it's that yeah, dark i don't know I, about I think good it, relationships well you know <laughs> Within their context, right? Uh, there is there is functional as anything you ever saw in Friends or How I Met Your Mother. I'll tell you that. Or Ze- Seinfeld. Mm. Um, Seinfeld was probably darker. It was right. more, nihilis- more nihilistic and uh, pessimistic. I think about people. I think um, in some ways this is saying that even if you're even if you're a douche, there's someone out there for you. Right. It, yes, it is saying that, and you can it's live not- and be douches together. Yeah, it's certainly not sentimental about romance or about love or relationships because it's yeah it's not. But um, yeah, so I'm not I'm not sure I would say really dark. But it's certainly if you're not sentimental or or or, or schmaltzly romantic, um, 
as I'm not, uh, mm. I can enjoy this. This allows me, to, and you know, I like the fact that these are actually twenty somethings who have sex. Mm-hmm. This is still a radical thing on television. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I thought that was what every fucking show was about. Not, not a lot of them having the sort of sex that they have on this show, which is sort of recreational. Like, you mm. know, this is not in the context of, well, you know, an angsty thing or, oh, you know, sort of the sex in the city. Oh, dear, my casual sex is so hollow because I can't find a relationship or, um, you know, Game of Thrones-esque, uh, you know... I rape orgies. Your, rape orgies or you're my sister and why am I having right. sex with you? Oh, sorry. Insectual no... rape orgies. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> with some bestiality in there, I'm right. sure. Well, um, there's not a lot of happy casual sex on television. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I'll take your word on that. I, 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 yeah, I don't think there is. Well, can you think of something? I thought every fucking comedy show that has a slut is happy casual sex. Even Golden no, Girls had happy casual sex. Uh, not a lot of it. And a lot of it Tell was... Tell Rue McClanahan that. I don't think she's still sore. Have you seen that woman? It looks like she's been riding a horse for a week. <laughs> yeah, and also the Golden Girls was like 30 years ago. So That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I, think I don't know about a... that, but I think this is definitely far more recreational drug use. <laughs> oh yes, there's a lot of that too. I like that. So there's a lot of cocaine uh, and weed and oh, and heroin because what's his name? So um, uh, Edgar's Edgar's a recovering heroin addict. Um, so I like like it does represent something I don't think you see on TV a lot, which is the sort of things, uh, the sort of way people have fun these days. Yeah. Um, they are tied to their mobile phones. They are. Um, Ubering everywhere. Like, I mean, I like things that sort of, on some level, reflect some part of my life. And this oh, feels God, like a world. You just like things that take place in LA. Yeah, I do like things that take place in LA. But this does feel like a world, I, you know, that's not a million miles away from right. where I live, even though right. I live on the other even side. Though of the world. <laughs> <laughs> even though it is. Even though it is. Well, you know, and they do like. There's a lot of stuff they poke fun at. You know, the the whole. Just little bits of urban life about brunching, and you know, it's it's you know, it's not Portlandia, but there's elements of that in there. I think. Yeah, I think it's very modern. Like it's very in its own time. Yeah. Um, Um, I love Lindsay. She's fucking hilarious. Lindsay. Um, Yeah, she plays the best friend. She's a dumb slut, and she loves being a dumb slut. And you feel bad for her but at the same time you don't feel bad for laughing at her because she's she's so fantastic and the actress well, that plays her is, does, is just so wonderful she does such a and, great job and I think you know she's showing another sign of that you know she followed the path of you know I will you know I will move out of one phase of my life and then I will get married and and that's not what she wants as you say she loves dick she wants to be out having lots of sex with lots of people that's right. what makes her happy and she can't reconcile that with, you know, what she thinks she should be doing, which is, is settling down and getting married and having kids. And right. again, it's that identity thing. Like, can you have both? How do you have both? Do you have to have one or the other? Or, and and um, how do you work out what you want and what you feel is expected of you? So, I mean, there are those sort of, and, you know, so I don't want to make it sound like they're deep meditations on these things but I think that's what it's throwing up and it is that 
that turning point that a lot of people go through in their, you know, from a, probably from mid twenties through to mid thirties, depending on your life. Um, points of change. Uh, some of us just never get there, but um, it's uh, yeah. So I think that adds to it. It also does, and I have to say, this week's Halloween episode was. Pure genius. <laughs> it was great. And, you know, oh. that's the other thing, as far as the show's production is concerned, they're not afraid to just do different things. Yeah. Like, this, it's, this... It's, there's, nothing, there's nothing standard about how they shoot it. And this episode, well, tell us, tell us about the Halloween episode. Um, so, you know, the, the, the basic setup, you don't need to know why, is Gretchen's on a bit of a downer. Uh, Jimmy decides to cheer her up by doing all these Halloween things which culminate in going to one of those sort of haunted house, an extreme, I should say, haunted <laughs> house experience, uh, which takes up probably a good half or, or, you know, of the episode, well, probably at least a third of the episode um, and is filmed, you know, a lot of it's filmed in, uh, you know, as if it's, um, it's not infrared because they're in the dark and within this, it's done like a found footage scary movie. It references a number of horror movies, everything from um, Silence of the Lambs, Jaws, uh, Deliverance, you know, you name it. It's, they're all in there, all the while riffing on where the characters are at at the moment because, for example, <laughs> Lin Lindsay's life's falling apart and she's having this ongoing thing with the electricity company in her home. Um, Jimmy's, you know, frustrated because he's 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 trying to cheer Gretchen up, but he knows that because of, you know, she will be pissed off if he knows she knows he's trying to cheer her up because that's not the sort of relationship they have. Right, he and, doesn't want her to know that he's trying to cheer her up because yeah, then she'd Edgar, be weirded out that he's trying to be care for her, and then so he's tricked her to believe that Edgar set all this up. And Edgar wants to hook up with Lindsay, but he hasn't had sex for three years because of his PTSD and doesn't know No, how not to... Lindsay. He wants to hook up with oh, his, no, his not other Lindsay. girlfriend. Ed Edgar, yeah. uh, with this other girl yeah. who, um, uh, you know, he doesn't know how to approach but, uh, to, to get around the fact that he hasn't had sex for three years and, and he yeah. thinks this is an issue. But they've uh, done other uh, stuff. They've done lots of other stuff. They haven't had sex, oh, but they've yeah. done lots of other stuff, like, o yeah. like over the bra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What even is that? Um, Dorothy is her name. Right. So um, all that's going on while there's this incredible haunted house footage. Uh, it really is brilliant. I mean, it's just worth like, and you could almost watch this episode without knowing much more about the series, I think, right. and just appreciate the episode on that. And then, yeah. of, you know, the the bit that's... I don't know if it's a well, it might be a spoiler, but who cares? By the time you've rewatched yeah. the whole first season, get up to this, you'll have forgotten. Um, the uh, Jimmy is dressed up for Halloween as a character from a British sitcom that no one knows, uh, which he but he's loves. so proud of himself. He's so proud of himself, and he keeps quoting as one. It's goes, me, Chim Chim. Huh? What about the kids? Huh? His favourite line from the show. Anyway, so he finally, you know, Gretchen cheers up at the end, but then when she finds out he set it up, she's pissed off because she doesn't want him trying to fix her. Right. You know, that it's not about, you know... Why because she's, she's suffering depression. Yeah. And she has, to, she has clinical depression. And so, you know, he sort of... She storms off. He wanders off dissolute and then meets this woman who gets who he is in terms of the character, right. shares his she's fanish a love for this show. But he realises that she's been his bartender or owns the bar or whatever he's been going to the last couple of years and he's not even noticed her because he's been with 
Gretchen. And so that's that moment of, oh, okay, I've been forgetting, you know, I've been focused on this one person and there are other people out there and here's someone who really, you know, who gets a part of me that's really important to me and... Uh, anyway, so that's the sort of where it ends up in that episode. Um, not that, you know, he, he Gretchen comes back and blah, blah, things go on. But it's, it's an, I love that undercurrent of sort of, mm-hmm. uh, that's obviously going to come into play. But it's a really, really fun, silly episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, the haunted house stuff is just, just brilliant. Oh, it was fantastic. They had like strapped on cameras of them running down hallways and um, yeah, like, really was... cool stuff. Like they really threw it out and they're like, hey, let's just do really cool stuff for the Halloween episode. And they did. Like they broke lots of different rules in production and, you know, they just they just did cool, interesting shots just for the sake of it. It kind of feels like they were just saying, fuck it, let's just shoot really cool stuff and don't worry about the budget kind of thing. It was great. Yeah. Yep. So, look, definitely worth watching. I reckon um, if you don't want to go back, and I think there were how many episodes? Ten episodes in the first season. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, easy watch. It's a pretty easy easy watch. But if you don't want to go back, you could you could dive into season two. Uh, yeah, I just think go. you're cheating yourself if you don't watch season one. There's lots of good stuff in season one. Sure, but what? Dive in anywhere, to be honest. Dive yeah. into any episode and watch it. You'll understand enough to know whether it's the sort of thing you like, and then mm-hmm. you can go back and start at the beginning. That's absolutely Jules, nothing more true has been spoken tonight. That's, that's a pretty low bar, but there you go. Uh, and, and there's usually, you know, it is. I'm, it makes me laugh. Yeah, it makes me laugh too. <laughs> the characters are pretty lovable, even though they're hateable. Well, there's something about finding people on television who are worse than yourself, so it makes me feel smug. <laughs> so maybe you're not the worst, Jules. Maybe you're not. No, no, but I've got something to aim for now. A new low. <laughs> One can keep trying. <laughs> uh, so the Muppets and You're the Worst get onto them now. Both very different, but I think original. I wouldn't say original. Muppets certainly isn't original, but... You're the worst. I, I think is is a fairly original take on an old trope, and yeah, it's kind of refreshing actually, and really and easy. I think, I think I binged through the first like eight episodes of the first season in one sitting, kind of thing. Yeah, well, certainly that, you can. That is four hours of watching TV, but I do that so. Yeah, because <laughs> you're the worst. Yeah. Um, probably in a vague sort of same part of the you know genre landscape as something like um, Man Seeks Woman. Yeah, you know, it is, except not as surreal. I mean, Man Takes no, 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 Women goes to the next level. Uh, the sure, protagonist of Man Seeks Women is far more likable, although yeah. he's a, he's a yeah, dumbass. He's likable. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but it's it, it, I feel it's in that same sort of genre of yeah. um, less uh, sentimental romantic comedies without it just being horrible people that I want to kill. You know, don't get yeah. get me wrong. These people are the worst, but and I probably wouldn't want to be besties with them. But I'd happy to be at a party with them. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally. Mainly because they have really good cocaine. Yeah, and then you're like, hey, let's steal the whole bar. Okay, yeah. they'd be with you. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. it'd be fun to be at a convention with. You get into a lot of trouble. <laughs> Uh, okay, so tune into those shows. Um, oh, actually, I do want to pimp out just a little pimp. Might get you to watch it at some point. Uh, 
sort of in the same genre is um, Australian show called You're the Worst. It's on to its third season. Again, only 10 eps per season. Similar in that the main character, Josh Thomas, is like he comes across as one of those sort of slightly awkward, almost innocent characters, but he is a bit of a, a dick as well. It's very unsentimental. It's about a group of friends and Josh's parents as well uh, and, and his mother's bipolar his sister's depressed very um unsentimental and certainly dark look at mental illness occasionally but also really 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 funny um one of the josh in the last episode josh's boyfriend just came out to his parents his father disowned him and, and stormed off and his mother told him to go out and get himself covered in dick and glitter. It was hilarious. <laughs> um, it won an international Emmy last year. It is screening on some network or other in the States. So you're the worst with Josh Thomas. I will try and get you to watch some of it, Ryan, because I'd be interested to know what you think about an Australian comedy. So is it the same show then? It has the same title. Is it the same show? Yeah, no, no, it's a, they've just imported the whole show. They haven't remade it for the US or anything. No, but it's got the same title as the other one. Oh, did I call it You're the Worst? Yeah, you did. No, no, it's Please Like Me. Sorry. Okay, that's a very different title. <laughs> Sorry. Please Like Me. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's the opposite almost. <laughs> um, and that, yes, sorry. Please Like Me with Josh Thomas. Um, I think a lot of our listeners would really like it. I don't know if you'd like it. You might like it. The characters might be a bit young for you. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. It's got enough darkness in. I think you'd like. Cool. Um, although s- some of the the mental illness stuff can actually be quite confronting, which is strange mm-hmm. to say in mm-hmm. a comedy, and confronting in a way that it's done really realistically. Mm. Um, but I find that really interesting how you in how you incorporate that sort of real experience into a comedy without the people with the mental illness being the butt of a joke um the the humor in it is is a dark humor because it's it comes from uh, australia uh, it comes from australia <laughs> and we're very dark out here <laughs> <laughs> okay so then uh no not at all um so you're the worst the muppets give please like me a look as well and <coughs> we will be back in our next episode with two other shows to talk about yeah what shows are they so people can get prepared get prepared by watching con man which is available on vimeo uh to rent or to buy that's the series made by alan tudyk it was uh crowdfunded by Kickstarter, also includes Nathan Fillion, uh, Felicia Day, and a raft of other people. And also we're going to dip into Fargo Season 2, one of the anthology series. Uh, It's returned in a new season, which is set sort of 20 or so years before Fargo Season 1. And it's only a few episodes in, so if people take this, they can definitely watch the three or four episodes that we're going to review before... uh before we review them and and catch up now Jules do you feel like you had to have seen season 1 to watch season 2 I don't no. really No no it um, really is an anthology season even though uh, anthology series even more like um probably more like American Horror Story than than True Detective there is a thread that connects season 1 and season 2 so this does have a char- characters that 
you are revisiting but 20 years before season one but you don't need to have watched know anything about the show to, to watch it uh, yeah. but, but unlike true detective it's set in the same universe with yeah some of the same characters cool great um so we'll we review those ones and coming up soon is going to be the romeo section um canadian series by one of our favorite canadian showrunners that's right, a guy named Chris Haddock, uh, who's a writer and showrunner uh, that did Da Vinci's Inquest and The Good Intelligence, not the shitty intelligence that was out in the American <laughs> one last year, but the no. good Canadian one from years ago. If you can find it, get it. It's great. Um, and if you're Canadian, you can go to CBC and you can watch Romeo section. We'll be reviewing that shortly. I think other people can find it in different places. So, Jules, that's it. Anything else you want to say before we stop? Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please consider giving us a review on iTunes. Send email to fans at tvchinwag.com or follow on Twitter at tvchinwag. Music for this podcast provided by YouTube Music. For Ryan, Jules, and myself, Rich Rubin, thanks for listening to TV Chinwag. <laughs>